saw a movie this week and nothing happened when people thought that something was going to happen very specific description of what we're going to talk about but uh yeah some stuff has happened since we uh since you last heard from me especially but um even since you last heard from matt uh we're also gonna hopefully be back to uh getting these out like on tuesdays or wednesdays but we'll talk about that later so you're back and we're back so uh today is wednesday october 9th but hey, enough of my yakking. What do you say? Let's boogie. Let's boogie! Let's boogie. If you have crack, let's boogie. <laughs> no one is going into your no. asshole. I, no, well, I, I wouldn't let him without the crack. Manchester United is dead, and uh, let's boogie. Yeah, Manchester United is dead. Uh, that is not a joke. I mean, holy shit, what the fuck is going on there? Uh, yeah, you, uh, sports for you, not great. Uh, yeah, you, I mean... You've got a lot riding on the Lakers. <laughs> Let's yeah. put it that way. You, I mean, you, Nebraska you, football is its own story. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, fantasy football has not been going well. Um, so usually I can count on Manchester United to at least be, you know, competing for the top four. Uh, that is no longer, we'll be lucky to not get relegated at this point. Um, (laughs) I mean, losing to Newcastle and being on level points with Sheffield, um, being two points above the relegation zone, I mean, that's just, that's unacceptable. Um, the problem is, like, where to go? Because Ole, I don't think, is the answer. Or Ollie. I, I can never figure out how to say his name. I think it's Ollie. Uh, Ollie, I don't think, is the answer, but I don't think there's a better manager out there to hire right now. Would you agree with me on that? I mean, there's no big names really out there to fix it yeah i would have to agree i mean i feel like everyone's gonna default to gigs and i don't think that's the answer either and it's just like the real the only real like big name manager right now who doesn't have a job is your old manager (laughs) so i don't i don't think that's gonna happen no. I know he's been laughing his ass off this entire year at what <laughs> at what's been going on, but um, yeah, just weird times, weird times. Um, yeah, through yeah, nine games played, and uh, you guys have one more point than you have games played. Five wins in twenty three games. Um, that is not a good record. Um, I think I was telling my friend earlier about this. I think we would be doing. Um, Ollie a professional courtesy at this point by letting him go because why should he have to be the focal point of this shit show it's not his fault I mean the whole situation with uh, Woodward and the and the owners it's like uh, the whole thing sucks so you might as well he's he's not the guy who's gonna fix it I say let him go but yeah 
Uh, I'm pretty depressed about that. <laughs> but you're not depressed. I because, am not depressed. I cannot uh, wait to watch Kanye get... fixed wolves. Kanye and not fixed only wolves. That. And not only did he fix wolves, <laughs> he may have gotten Liverpool the Premier League. Um, I was I woke up about 10 this morning to like three different text messages from three different people saying, Holy shit, Man United lost. Not Man United, they lost already. But Man City lost, no one's surprised about that. Holy shit, Man City lost again. And I'm like, no, 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 no way. And I I saw that they lost to Wolves and that uh, that second goal from uh, Treore was filthy. Man City dominated possession. They had 76% of possession, they had 18 shots, and lost 2-0 to Wolves. Um, you, you you know it's a frightening fact, the fact that you guys are eight zero, uh, and what's even more frightening is that Arsenal has less losses than Manchester City right now. Yeah, Arsenal is four three and one. City is five one and two. I mean, what's the? I mean, you know what else is frightening? We're coming for you next weekend, and it's uh, not gonna. Yeah, be I was also, I w- I was talking to John Ken about this. I mean, uh. I think we're going to lose in double digits. If we're not <laughs> Liverpool, if Liverpool hung 10 at Trafford, they might burn Trafford to the ground if Liverpool yeah. came in and hung 10, but you never know. Um well you, all I can you, hope for is that when you replace the Chuckle Brothers with <laughs> a blockhead and Whatever slabhead and whatever one slabhead yeah. and a spider slob yeah slabhead and spider I just don't even know what's going on there but let's just say uh, soccer is currently the bright spot for me sports wise which is interesting but also kind of sad but uh, that was talking soccer um yeah this um. Has been an interesting week, um, especially for me because I do sound a little better. It's because I got a new uh, new microphone to do this whole deal. I finally uh, got myself a new cell phone too, so this is like Christmas, Christmas in October this week for me. He had a six, which was yeah. How long ago was that? Five years. That was, I believe, I got it. I believe I got it like right after it came out. So like. It was either senior year of high school or freshman year of college. I got too long it. ago. Too long ago. Uh, I mean, just going from that to a new phone. I feel like a little Amish boy who finally like got out of the village and got to see what <laughs> technology is like. Because, like, even driving to work today, like my new phone, like had a signal in places where my old phone just would not have had a signal. And I'm just like, you oh. were speaking Yiddish up to this point. Oh, I was. I was. You know. I was trying to say, hey, come play Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4 on my PlayStation 2 <laughs> while y'all were saying hop on craft on PlayStation 4. Like I was like, but, 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 look at me. And it just was so, so behind the times. And to finally feel somewhat caught up feels nice. And then I look at the calendar and see that uh, this coming week is midterm week and it is going to destroy me mentally, physically, and just destroy my will to live. So I'm really looking forward to it. It's college be, is sick. College, college is, is sick. so much fun. It's just great. Um, but speaking of catching up, we are gonna 
we, for some reason, I have a real hard time with getting burnt out and this podcast. The two go hand in hand. Um, so we're going to try and get back on the Tuesday schedule. Uh, this one should come out on Wednesday, um, but we're going to hopefully try to get back on Tuesdays um, because that just works for us. Um, and we've been really inconsistent this season when it comes to that stuff, but uh, we're trying, guys. We're trying to balance everything. We're not getting paid for this, so we're still we're still getting the kinks worked out. Uh, yeah, no, we... Uh... Speaking of getting the kinks worked out, Nebraska football. Yeah, no, hell of a transition. (laughs) Wow, no, uh, hell of a transition. Uh, You didn't get to watch any of the game. Uh, It was way closer than a lot of people thought it was going to be. I mean, I knew it was going to be some kind of knockdown drag out. I woke up on Saturday morning and I told my dad that we needed to drive to Council Bluffs and just put our life savings on Northwestern covering the spread and... Uh, the under because they both were just locks and um, it'll be interesting to see what it's like going into Minnesota next week uh, I may be in the city there next week I might, haven't uh, haven't quite figured out I might be making the trip to Minneapolis but uh, we'll just have to see uh, I mean that game was ugly but uh, we won on a field goal though we won on a dead duck field goal by a walk on uh, scenes after our backup quarterback from Wahoo led a uh, game-winning drive. Shout out Noah Vedral, uh, friend of the friend of the program. So but, Martinez, um, have they have they announced anything on him? No, because Scott Frost doesn't talk about injuries. Oh, so, that's sick. Uh, they are not going to. He said he thought that uh, Adrian and uh, Spielman were not that bad, but he also does not talk about injuries during the week. Adrian so looked bad we, though, didn't he? So we probably won't know anything until Saturday. Uh, it, I mean, it didn't look good. I mean, I'm not going to say it looked like he tore his ACL or looked like Joe Theismann, but, I mean, it didn't look good. I mean, I'll put it that Having way. Having a hard time so, walking, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was, he was using a, a GA or a trainer as a human crutch, so I don't really know. Whatever. Just, uh, yeah, football is fun. The Chiefs are on right now, and they're not winning. And Patrick Mahomes was limping earlier, so the sky is falling. The sky is falling. Life has no meaning, and I am sad. I am we're sad. Losing to the, we're losing to the Colts. Sad. But hey. In Kansas City. Super sad. But hey, how about this for tr- transition? Maybe you should put on a happy face because a man by the name of Joaquin Phoenix is telling you to. Well, my life is both a tragedy and a comedy, so... <laughs> no, uh, no, this you is, thought your this life is was gonna... a tragedy, now it's a comedy. Motherfucker, it's both, <laughs> but um, this is going to transition into us discussing uh, something we've chatted about for a while, and that is Joker. If you have not seen Joker, be warned, we're going to talk about all kinds of stuff involving the movie, including who gets murdered, and all sorts of fun. So uh, we'll put a time thing in the description that you can skip to if you want to avoid Joker spoilers and discussion, but yeah. Um, Before we talk about the actual movie, I think we should talk about the build-up to it, um, everything going on around it. I mean, for some reason, after seeing the movie, for some reason, people thought that this movie is controversial. 
And I, just to say, I, I really enjoyed the movie. Bigelow didn't enjoy it as, as much as me. Um, but I, like, not to shit on the movie, it's so shallow when it comes to dealing with violence and mental illness. I don't really understand why it was considered controversial in the first place. Um, especially with the uh, speech at the end um, that was supposed to incite riots, <laughs> burn the world on... Basically, basically Joaquin Phoenix saying, hey, if y'all don't know why I'm a psycho, here's why. And then yeah. pretending to cap Robert De Niro in the eye hole on live TV. Like, okay. Like, I mean, it was just... Well, like, so... Um, there was this whole thing going on with like Todd Phillips and the um, what did he even say again? This was so long and ago. Him talking about woke culture, yeah, and how like he like he's known for as like his biggest like cinematic achievement before this movie is literally like being the director of the Hangover trilogy, yeah, and he's been like a producer on all sorts of comedies and like he's been a comedy guy up until this point, and he in the build up they asked him about like what his why he, what drove him to make a movie like this and he said well you can't make comedies anymore because of woke culture uh you can't be funny or something like that that's not a direct quote that is a very loose <laughs> paraphrase but no that's exactly means- <laughs> that's pretty much what he said um yeah but there was this whole thing with that going on and then um the whole controversy surrounding the fact that um this was just uh People were saying it was copying. Other people were saying it was an homage to Martin Scorsese's classics, uh, Taxi Driver and the King of Comedy. Um, So there was that. And then just the fact that um, Joaquin Phoenix, like people thought he lost his mind during the filming process. Turns out he was like, no, I had fun doing it. Um, So everybody was like, what? Um, so yeah, all all that stuff was going down, and then the movie actually came out. Um, it's breaking records right now. I think it's I think it broke the record for October opening, and it broke the record as well for like uh, fall or October Thursday night screenings. Um, so a lot of people are seeing it, and, and it's getting rave reviews from audiences and pretty mad reviews from critics. And I think Bigelow, you side with the critics. Um, it didn't blow you away. I mean, it didn't, like, like I said, like I told Matt, like, I don't have, like, a film, a, fi- a film school student's eye for, uh, for movies. Just on culture. And, like, I, I mean, I am. I even said, like, when we had Chris Hetty on, like, my movie taste is the most, like, basic white dude movie taste ever. Like, I'm psyched for the new Zombieland movie. <laughs> like, that movie will probably knock my fucking socks off. But this, like. That movie looks bad, just to say. Oh, I'm, I mean, yeah, <laughs> but bad. it's gonna it's gonna be a riot. I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy yeah. it. I'm not I'm not going to see a zombie movie for its cinematic. You're merit. not turning down Woody Harrelson shooting zombies. No, <laughs> I'm going to see Woody Harrelson. Weed is and, for the know, people. It's the people's weed. We have to assassinate Woody Harrelson. <laughs> but um, I I just like I. Like a bunch of people were like, "Oh, it's gonna be unlike any anything ever," and like, yes, it was, but 
it only was because of its choice to like put such emphasis on violence i felt like like it doesn't shy away from like the fact that joaquin phoenix kills people and he likes doing it like that is i felt like that was like when you realize that his whole the whole love interest neighbor down the hall thing or whatever was just him his imagination which you could kind of see coming which you could kind of see coming that's the other thing there was a lot of predictable shit in this movie yeah it was unpredictable in for for people who hadn't seen taxi driver uh it was it was predictable for people who have and understand some cliches of the genre yeah like the and then the other thing, like the whole thing with like him wanting to go on the show and like him trying to make it seem like he was going to go on the show just to shoot himself. Like that was so blatantly. I just to me, I just knew the entire time like De Niro's in this movie because he's going to get capped. Like I just knew like I knew like yeah. I just. Yeah. Felt um, the whole time going in like De, Niro, De Niro's going to die. And then the just you knew it was coming a throw in of, hey, Wayne, you get what you deserve. And that little like, yeah, you <laughs> you had told me earlier, like, if that happens in this movie, you're not going to you're not going to it's going to lose quite a bit of credit for you. I was livid. Like, just people going into it saying, it's going to be so separate from Batman. It's a Joker movie without Batman. And yeah, it's not like they included, like, Bruce Wayne falling down a well, but, like, the still, like, why? Like, yeah, why? It, it could have been a more serious ending of, like, chaos unfolding on the streets, but instead they had to take the fan service way out and include the Waynes getting murdered. Um, purely to please the people who came because they assumed, oh, Joker's in the title, Joker's on the cover. That means Batman must be in it. They're just trying to service gonna, those people. There's gonna, dude. There's gonna be some kind of Easter egg, bro. There's gonna be some kind of nod to Top Batman. Top ten like, things you didn't know were in the Joker movie. Top ten things you'll have to notice the second time you see Joker. Like, Number fifteen, just... Burger King foot lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um. I I agree with you. Uh, it, this is why the movie's so hard for me. I gave it four and a half out of five. Um, but I am also a strong believer in style over substance. Um, I personally think that there are only so many stories, original stories that you can tell. So I prefer the way a movie's made over the story most of the time, unless the story's really bad, um, in which case... Um, the way you make the movie can't really make up for that in any way. Um, but I really enjoyed it just because like I was, this is the problem with me and watching movies. I don't look at the stuff that you look at. I look at the cinematography, the score, the direction, the art direction, costumes, all that. Um, I will say, I will say like on that end, I thought, out of all those things you just mentioned, I thought the music was phenomenal. Yeah. And then I went on to learn that it is the same. Uh, I don't know if it's a guy or gal, but I know it's, it's the same. 
it's yeah the same gal who did the score on Chernobyl. That which was sense. also really good mm-hmm. and very bleak and dark and kind of haunting. So I, I actually think the cinematography is my favorite of the year for this. Um, I mean, there are so many iconic shots when you picture the movie replaying in your head, like you can see certain shots, um, the bathroom dance scene, especially the close up on the feet moves up to the body. And then him like dancing um, was just awesome to me um, on a technical level. I thought it was, Pretty much a perfect movie, but uh, the drawbacks being the script and the story, um, it was unpredictable in like certain aspects, um, like him being adopted, I thought was a huge twist. Um, I didn't really see that coming at all because they didn't plant that at all. Um, but yeah. but yeah, the whole thing with Batman um, and just like if, if, if you've seen Taxi I Driver. The whole, I thought the whole like Thomas Wayne thing in general. Like, the whole, like, anything that had to do with the Waynes, like, his mom's obsession with Thomas Wayne, like, the whole, I thought anything that had to do with anyone named Wayne was dumb. Well, that's just why... didn't need to be, like, I just felt like that wasn't necessary. Well, that's why I'm, uh, the fan service comes in again, and then the taxi driver comparison comes in again. The the fan service being they had to include it because they, they, they knew people were going to see this movie just to see Batman or early plants of Batman. So they wanted to include that. Secondly, I don't know if you've noticed like taxi driver, like there's this whole subplot where you like think he's going to go. Um, if you've never seen taxi driver, this is still spoilers for that, but go watch that. There's this whole subplot of him, uh, uh, them, them planting the idea that he's going to assassinate like the mayor or somebody. Uh, I think it's the mayor. Yeah, yeah. So I think they were. I think they were trying to go for that same effect, which is why, like, the drawbacks of the script being, I mean, if you've seen Taxi Driver, you pretty much know what's going to happen in this movie. Which, yeah. which was my my biggest complaint of it, um, and some of the dialogue was really cringy. Um, like there was a lot of exposition, um, characters explaining the story instead of like letting it unfold. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And I felt like, and also on the subject of, like, letting it unfold, like, yes, the movie is, what, like, two hours and 20 minutes long? But I felt it's like only there two was hours, a lot... I think. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, even though it's a two-hour-long movie, I felt like a lot of stuff was still rushed, like, in some ways. Yeah, I think this could have been probably two and, two and a half-hour-long movie. Well, and then that also, I mean, that also comes back to the whole, like, it's going to be a one-off deal. Like, Joaquin Phoenix doesn't want to do, like, sequels and shit. So, like, yeah, they had to throw a lot into this. But I just felt like a lot of stuff was rushed. And, like, I'm not I'm not saying, like, well, this is... Well, it's interesting because um, I agree with you. A lot of stuff was rushed. But then again, on the other hand, there was a lot of stuff that took a lot of time, too much time to, to work out. Like, when when we got to the second scene in, like, 30 minutes where Walking Phoenix uh, gets jumped. I was like, come on, are we really going to do this again? Like, we, yeah. And then, uh, and then him like laughing for like a minute straight, like four times I, in, in the oh, first half. I, like, that was another thing. Like, I get the whole, like, yes, the Joker's laugh is iconic. Yes, it is something that has to be, is going to be analyzed in any Joker anything. But, and also, I understand, like, 
this wanted somebody somewhere wanted this to be somewhat of a commentary on like mental illness. Uh-huh. But combining the two of he laughs because he has a condition was like like uh i i don't i actually really enjoyed that aspect of the whole condition thing i mean it was a really shallow commentary on mental illness i I like but i thought it was a good excuse to have him laugh often um because the laugh that he because he apparently he looked at like victims of um there's of that same mm -hmm. thing and and if you look up videos of it like they sound like eerily similar yeah which is like like, really good on his part that's that's really good acting um but my main problem was the frequency of it. Um, they kind of, instead of like making it like a subtle thing, they just like slap you in the face oh, with, yeah, oh, no, he has to don't. laugh, so it's going to be awkward. Yeah. They do that like how many times? Like 10 times in the first half of the movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's how the thing opens. Like, yeah. it's just like, I. Yeah. There I mean, were a lot of parts that were just re- re- repetitive, but. Um, Overall, I still, like, on a technical level, like I said, really great movie. Um, I'll have to see it again to in order to uh, look at all that stuff again. Um, but, yeah, the script, I don't think I, I can excuse it. Um, that's the only reason I didn't give it a perfect score. Uh, but, yeah, um, the other thing I was going to mention, the reason this movie is so controversial now is not because of the whole uh, somebody's come going to come in and shoot up a theater or something. Someone's going to be a copycat. Yeah, which was, uh, I mean, if you don't believe it yet, the media just loves to stir shit up, so you need to stop paying attention to that stuff. Um, But the controversy around the movie isn't about that anymore. It's about if this is a good movie or not. And I think what it comes down to is if if you think that um, Todd Phillips is paying homage to Scorsese, um, you'll probably enjoy it. Um, if you think that he's copying him, um, then you probably won't enjoy it. It's either if you view it as one of the two, it depends on how you'll like it. And I think you, I don't think you thought he was copying him, but you probably just didn't like look at it the way that I did. So that's the only reason, yeah. I mean, that's probably that's probably fair. I mean, and I'm like I'm not like trying to shit like on this movie. Like there It's definitely not plenty, bad. It's there not are a bad plenty movie. of other movies that I would love to just rip to bits, but I mean we kinda learned this well not learned this specifically, but there was similar with Once Upon a Time. Once Upon a Time got very mixed reviews. There are a lot of people who said that who said it was said it was bad and it was boring and it had no point but i think that good movies or okay movies they all can fall under polarizing movies because movies that like movies that divide people like yeah there can be movies where people are all like oh it was great no it was awesome it was incre- like like that are just universally loved but some movies, in my opinion, you know, if they can get both people, if, if, if it can, you know, if it can divide people as strong as 
like this movie. Like this movie, like you if, either love it, it or you. If it can you anger love some people, or, you, or if it can pleasure some people, yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. No, you either love this movie or you hate this movie. And well, I'm meh, but that's because I'm because I'm unique. So deal with it. But like, it seems I'm like different. I'm different. Yeah, I'm different. <laughs> like you either love this movie or you hate this movie is what it seems like, and I feel like that is a success on the part of the filmmakers. Like, because, I mean, even down to, like, the whole there's no such thing as bad publicity, old uh, oddage, or whatever. I see what you're saying. Like, words are hard. I'm dumb. You're kind of saying, like, um, like there's there's an old saying, like, in show business, kind of, like, um, the worst thing you can do is be average. Joker is not an average movie. It's one you should check out, just because of how polarizing it is. But... You have to credit Todd Phillips for making a movie that because, is so polarizing. Like, there's a thing. Like, there's there are yes, there are people who are going to be going to this movie who are like fanboys, comic book nerds, just movie people or whatever. But there, is, there's going to be a group of people who are seeing this movie because people are talking about it, and there's no other reason to. There are going to be people yeah. who have never picked up a comic book in their life who just think the Joker's a clown, and they're just going to go see it. Because people were talking about it, so... Yeah. Um, yeah. So one last thing to conclude the Joker talk. Um, I think you might agree with this on me. I don't think we've talked about this. My least favorite part of the entire movie was the staircase dance scene. And not because it wasn't, like... It wasn't well shot or anything. What type of a music choice... To have that hey song that they play at football games. Dun, 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 hey. Yeah, Gary Glitter was bad. Um, uh, what the hell type of a music good. choice was that? Um, so I read that in the original cut, it was there was two, like, basically every scene that, because that song got played twice. Twice, didn't it? I thought that song got played no, twice. No, it, 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 it got played. It started when he first walked out of his apartment as the Joker. Like, what a weird song to walk out to as you well, first I read see some, the Joker I read Joker. somewhere that that song got... That song replaced an Elton John song. And I think it was like... I forget what Elton John song it was. But yeah, that was bad. I was not a fan of that. Well, like, like that it's, was... it's supposed to be this this dramatic transformation like, oh shit, he's the Joker now. And you get this weird-ass song you've heard a billion times paired with other stuff. And it was so yeah, out of place. That was, that was my least not favorite. good. I... Yeah, that wasn't good. I Yeah, I agree. 100%. I mean, that's... Yeah, well, for how much that scene and that imagery was in in the advertising the promotional mm-hmm. material, for it to be to the backdrop of Gary Glitters, <laughs> like that was just very puzzling. Like I don't really know. Yeah. Like, like I said, I said what the fuck like twenty five times during that movie. <laughs> Five of those times were probably during that scene. <laughs> I was just like, "What the fuck." What the fuck? Yeah, and like then, he, and, like, and 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 then the cops see him at the bottom of the stairwell, and they just transition out of it. It goes back to dramatic music, like it's like what? Such an out of place thing. Um, but yeah, that was our review of the Joker. I gave it four and a half. Bigelow, what are you gonna give it? 
I gave it three. You can check all of our reviews and scores out on this thing called Letterboxd. I really enjoy it. This is a shameless plug. Um, it's basically social media for people who watch movies. Um, so it's perfect for me because that's pretty much all I do. Um, so yeah, uh, go see the Joker though. I think it's worth a watch, even if you are not going to end up liking it. Um, you probably won't hate it. You probably just won't like it. So still on the, uh, still on the subject of movies, um, and this also relates to another subject that we've kind of discussed ad nauseum as well as the Joker, because the Joker was homage to Martin Scorsese flicks. Uh, Martin Scorsese himself came out this week while he was doing some promo stuff for The Irishman, and I don't know what the question was that he was asked, but he basically basically said... basically, what was his opinion on Marvel movies? On, like, Marvel movies. And he said that he does not feel that they are cinema, which made the internet mad. Um... I mean, kind of for good reason, just because of their popularity. But I mean, he's right. Uh, they're not not sim- c- cinema, but he called he compared them to theme parks, which I kind of agree with. Um, I mean, if you're not getting something like Endgame, Infinity War, Guardians uh, or Ragnarok or Iron Man, those are my top five. Um they're my top five because they like revolutionized the rest of their not revolutionized, but they are so unique from the rest of the Marvel movies, <clears throat> Captain Marvel, Black Panther, uh, Iron Man two, just all basic ass movies. So in that sense, yeah, they're kind of theme parks in that you pretty much know what you're getting before you get it. And then by the end of it, you're like, yeah, that was where's good. Chris. Where's Where's Chris when we need him to say, "Oh, it's another movie that's gonna just follow the Marvel formula, the Marvel, the Marvel Cookie formula." Cutter. That's what he calls Cookie them. Cutter. Yeah. You know what? He... Christopher Scorsese Smith, <laughs> cinephile. Yeah, but um, and then I mean, like people attacking Martin Scorsese after that, like, dude, Martin Scorsese can say whatever the fuck he wants. Have you seen Goodfellas? Have you seen The Departed? You know who? Uh, you know who doesn't like what Martin Scorsese says? Who? Rats. Stadies. Stadies. It's the Stadies. It's a bunch of cops. Are you a cop? It's a bunch of knocks. A bunch of knocks. Who all they know? They go back to their mom's basement. They, you know, turn on Netflix and they're like, you know what? I'm gonna give Ant Man and the Wasp another watch because that is a piece of cinematic poetry. And then I'm going to wake up in the morning, go down to Yaki Way, patrol the streets, and try to arrest a homeless man walking down the street with a Colt 45 and a Yankees hat on. Not for the Colt 45, but for the Yankees cap, because he's a fucking knock. You know, just guys like that. Um, Scorsese's a damn legend. As I say this, staring at the Goodfellas poster on my wall and ignoring the Chiefs losing behind my left shoulder... (laughs) If Martin Scorsese says something about movies... He's probably right. (laughs) And he probably knows what he's talking about. So... The man is arguably outside of Steven Spielberg. I mean, Steven Spielberg isn't even as innovative as Marty is, though. I mean... No. Spielberg made, made a lot of classics, but Marty, like, is a legit filmmaker. Like, he knows how to make a movie. 
And he called them theme parks because, like, as I said, you know what you're getting before you go watch the movie. And then a majority of the time after you get out of a Marvel movie, you're like, yeah, that was that was what I expected. That was a good time. It's not bad. It's just not artsy, filmy. It's it's nothing new. Yeah. Nothing special. Nothing like, Mm -hmm. well, that's different. I've never seen that. Like, yeah. Yeah. And like it even and even like what he said about like the like they're already being the precedent like set it set by the comic books and like the source material and all that like i mean it's you know yes there are other like adapted like yes it's an adaption and adapted screenplays are a part of movies and yada 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 like but when it gets down to brass tacks he's right yeah like he's just right like the the end yeah, but yeah, the Irishman—that's gonna be fun. Yeah, I mean, we also got um, we got El Camino coming up in a uh, few days. Um, by the time this comes out, that'll be in like that'll be in like two or three days. Um, excited for that. Um, yeah, a lot of spoiler alert: Walter White is still dead. <laughs> and if you think Walter White is not dead, you're insane. <gasps> Uh, I'm going to time mark that for just in case he does come back in El Camino and you just fucking shit your pants. Well, that's like, that's also like the only way that I will be let down by this is if like there's some like, well, it's the same thing that you said about the Joker. If, if, if the Waynes are in Joker, you would not like it. If Walter White is in El Camino for fan service, you will not like it. And I don't mean, like, in flashbacks. I don't mean, like, I wouldn't even mind if, like, Jesse gets high and Walt comes to him as, like, a drug vision. Like, or some Star Wars force ghost sitting on his shoulder shit. That wouldn't irritate me. But if that man is alive, (laughs) I swear to God, like... There were all sorts of people on the internet, like, saying after they put out the most recent thing with, like, the radio talking about the final scene of Breaking Bad. And that's the other thing. If you haven't watched Breaking Bad in its entirety, this is just not for you. <laughs> and, Vin, and, Vince, and Vince Gilligan said so as well. Like, if you haven't watched Breaking Bad, don't watch this movie. No critic like, should review this movie if they have not seen Breaking Bad. Like, they, they sh- no, I, shouldn't be allowed. Oh, I agree. A hundred percent. And like this isn't this isn't gonna be like the Entourage movie, which was just basically an hour and forty five minute long episode of Entourage. <laughs> I feel like this is actually gonna be like cinema cinematic, like and a and a conclusion. Like Vince Gilligan yeah. wouldn't have written this movie if if he knew that this wasn't gonna be a good ending. And I don't think Aaron Paul would have said yes to it either. Yeah. So because like I trust you, Vince Gilligan. Walter White's dead. Don't you dare. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't you do it. Yeah, but um, also, little little shout out to Better Call Saul, the, the, uh, the little show that could. That show's great as well. Nobody's watching it. <laughs> I mean, I was at one point. I'm, I'm a little behind, but... Now that there's uh, now that we got new Peaky Blinders and new Big Mouth on the same day, I'm I'm kind of occupied. Yeah. Um, 
even though I kind of I kind of murked season three of Big Mouth this weekend. I've only got like two episodes left. So you haven't but, been watching uh, any spooky season movies? Uh, no, because I'm 22. We talked about this uh, privately. If you still use spooky season for anything related to Halloween, fall weather, stop. Rethink your life. Figure out what's going on. It's it's not even funny if it's ironic anymore. Oh no! Like if you uh, like people changing their name to spooky, their name, ghost emoji, or shit or stuff like that. Like like I'm 22 <laughs> years old. I can tell you, I have not given one ten penny fuck about <laughs> Halloween since I was like 14. Halloween is like, sick, but calling it spooky season is just. It's tasteless. It's, it's well, not between cool. Spook, between spooky season and people calling the weekend that leads into Halloween, Halloween. Nasty. Get that shit yeah. out of here. No, uh, so this is a call to action. If I was writing, this is a this is a as Jay Z once said, this is a public service announcement. Yeah, sponsored by the Let's Boogie podcast, and we should have yeah we should have done a video essay about this because we are not here for this. No, we are not. Uh, we're on ghost mode for this. We are not here. We are hidden. We are incognito. No, just don't do it. Plain and simple. So this is going to lead us into our segments, and we're going to start off with something that some people are probably going to be happy about and something that maybe one person out there is going to mourn, and uh, that is the fact that Millennial Moods is dead. Slash canceled. It's canceled. Um, we went back. We looked at the tr- tweets. Um, uh, there were some uh, some Daniel Tosh jokes, among other things, from uh, from you know eight or nine years ago, and uh, because of that, uh, I think we have to cut ties with uh, Millennial Moods. Uh, we we ha- can't be associated. We have with to such respectfully material. We have to respectfully step away. Um, even the, even though Millennial Moods' intent was good, seemed like a good guy, you know, has the right uh, state of mind. Uh, just because of some eight-year-old tweets from when Millennial Moods was 16, yeah, we have to sever ties. Yeah, but don't so, worry. We are replacing it. Um, but first, uh, who has Moxie? You know what you got, Jay? You got Moxie. Um, my Moxie, my first Moxie, is going to go to Kansas basketball coach Bill Self. So... Kansas is uh, under the watchful eye of the NCAA and the FBI for the whole uh, college basketball bribery uh, deal. They were served their notice of NCAA violations, which included lack of institutional control, which is very bad if you're a college program to be served that. There are other uh, level one NCAA violations serving from uh, evidence that they... Uh, worked with Adidas to try to pay recruits to come to Kansas. Um, then in the lead-up to their opening night uh, scrimmage practice event, Late Night at the Fog, they put out a promo to announce that Snoop Dogg was coming to perform. 
And Bill Self was in the video wearing an Adidas basketball t-shirt and a money chain. Then the actual event happened this past weekend. And Snoop Dogg showed up on the court at Allen Fieldhouse with pole dancers and a money gun and said a lot of bad words. And people were mad about it. And then Bill Self and the Kansas athletic director came out and said that they didn't know that Snoop Dogg, who's been a rapper for 30 years, was going to uh, say bad words (laughs) and um, involve talking about sex, money, gin and juice, weed and strippers. And yeah, that's yeah, I don't believe you, Kansas. But uh, regardless, Bill Self has moxie because I'm convinced that either he's embracing the fact that he's probably going to be forced to quit or get fired or he's just saying, like, come at me, bro, which, like, regardless, yeah, I hate KU basketball, but I will give Bill Self credit for embracing one of those two roles. He's got some moxie. My moxie goes out to Liam Gallagher of Oasis um, for hinting that him and his brother might be on good terms. If you don't know, uh, Liam and Noel Gallagher are infamous for being uh, one of the most complicated relationships in pop culture. Noel being the writer of all the songs of Oasis, Liam being the singer. Um, They split up about 10 10 years ago. because Liam tried to use a guitar like an axe on Noel backstage at his show. Um, but they have not reunited since. Um, they kind of hate each other, but Liam said that he would invite Noel to his wedding. And that was weird to me because Liam seemed like the aggressor um, for the last 15 years. Um, uh, one of my favorite internet moments being that he called Noel a potato and now everyone calls him a potato, um, <laughs> and it's just the most childlike uh, rivalry. Uh, but it seems like Liam's done a lot of growing up, so he's got some moxie. just depends on if Noel has some moxie and actually shows up at his wedding. Yeah, I'm going to give my second moxie uh, to Nickelback. And it is not, well, this leads back to the fact that uh, within the last week, uh, the president of the United States tweeted out a Nickelback meme to uh, to uh, insult one of his political adversaries, Mr. Joe Biden. And a day later, the video was removed from Twitter for copyright. So there is a chance, we can't confirm or deny it, uh, that Nickelback copyright striked the president of the United States, which is such a 2019 sentence to say, but is also the world that we live in. So I'm going to give Nickelback those cringy Canadian kiddos. They're not kids, but alliteration, you know, some moxie. So with the killing of, with the slaying, the brutal murder of (laughs) millennial moods we have brought about a new segment me and bigelow have started saying this to each other way too often um like 
we're excited about something, we say that we're here. Send send our location because we're Drop here. that pin. Check the snap map. Yeah. We're here. So we're going to be doing uh, here or not here, uh, just various things um, that we are here or not here for. Um, I haven't really found anything that I'm not here for, honestly, this week. Uh, but you know what I am here for? Alton Brown. Did you see what he said? He said that Block 16 is the best restaurant in Omaha. I'm definitely here is, for that. And it is one of his favorite things about Omaha. I guess Alton, Brown, Alton Brown's a big Omaha guy. He seems to be uh, be a big fan of the Big O. So, uh, yeah, I did see that. That's huge. Block, um, is, block is incredible. Um, uh, yeah. We've been there a few times. Yeah. A few and still a few and still a few too many. Yeah. Good gracious. I know what I'm going to dream about. Um, but, um, yeah, I'm deaf. I'm here for that as well. Uh, I can tell you what I am not here for. And I know you know nothing about it because it's baseball. What I'm not here for is the Cardinals still paying Carlos Martinez because he stinks. He's bad. He needs to be get. He needs to be rid of in some way, shape, or form. Uh, the Cardinals should have a two games to one lead in the division series, and they are now down two one because they gave up a ninth inning lead today because Carlos Martinez is not a closer. But we have decided to try to make him a closer, and he stinks. Oh, brother! This guy stinks. So I can tell you that that is something I am not here for. Uh, what I am here for, we talked about it earlier, is trouble in Manchester. Uh, oh, you're here liber- for that? I'm not here for that. Oh, I'm here. I am here for trouble in Manchester. Uh, not just with uh, United, but like we said, uh, City already has two losses, and uh, things are rosy on the Mersey side. So, yeah, I mean, I, am- I think Liverpool's going to win the league at this rate. Um Going undefeated is not something that Liverpool is used to right off the bat. And so for it to happen and simultaneously having Manchester City looking not abysmal, but way less good than they were the last two years, I think it's a good sign. Uh, I'll knock on wood for you, but it's looking good. I will wrap it up with one other uh, thing that I am also here for, and that is it also relates to soccer, and that is soccer in Omaha. Uh, this past week, the crest and name for the USL team that it will be coming to Omaha this spring was unveiled. Uh, they will be referred to as Union Omaha SC. Um, the name could be better, but it's very unique. I like the idea behind it of uh, uniting the soccer community in Omaha, which it sometimes can be somewhat divided, but is also very tight knit. Uh, I do, for some reason, really like the owl. I don't know Not a why. Huge fan, but I really like the owl. I'm getting really heavy Sheffield Wednesday vibes. Um, and then it's really hard to have a bad black and white color scheme. Yeah. So like it's it's really hard to make black and white not look good. It's just sleek. And then I assume there will be accents of like that green that's like the owl's eyes. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't. We'll see. But uh, I'm here for pro soccer in Omaha. So that was here or not here. Um, that is uh, 
our new fixture. We actually came up with that as we were recording this, but we're glad I'm we I'm going to be honest. We came up with it about <laughs> 10 minutes ago, not even, and uh, we that did kind of go better than I thought it would from the jump. So yeah. um, update on a game that's going to be well over by the time that you hear this. Uh, the Chiefs are going to lose, and I am getting a lot of texts about bad play calling and how mad I'm going to be when the Chiefs lose. And the answer is, I'm not going to be mad. Because if you look at the calendar, children, it's October. Still a long losing, way to go. And losing happens. And Tyreek Hill is still out. And the Chiefs have also had like five different guys get hurt today. So The Chiefs' top receiver is... Uh... Byron Pringle, who was signed off the practice squad about a month ago. Six so. for 103 in a TD. He's definitely my fantasy pickup of the week. Lock it in. You heard it here first. Matthew Berry here for ESPN <laughs> Fantasy Football. Me and my guy Field Yates want to tell you to pick up Byron Pringle. I'm sure Chris will. Yeah. Chris will try it. to. You know he will. But, Chris, um, you fuck. Yeah, the Chiefs are going to lose. I'm not mad about it. Um, that's I life. hope. <laughs> yeah. God, uh, that song's going to be in my nightmares, too. <laughs> Good Lord. But, um, yeah, we hope to be back to uh, getting these to you guys on Tuesdays uh, next week. Uh, hopefully, I'm here to see it. I know my GPA might not be here to see it. Good Lord, this week's going to be tough. But, um Thanks for tuning in. We want to get back on a consistent basis. Have some more guests for you. Uh, my uh, my gambling partner in crime and I, we will also probably, our, what was our segment will probably be its own little 10, 15 minute episode from now on. Surprise. But um, you know, we're looking forward to that. That should be fun. But, uh, you know. Uh, thanks for P- thanks for our new listeners who checked out the last episode with uh, Frank Furtado, uh, the creator of the Middle Eight YouTube channel. Check out that episode if you haven't. It's an interesting uh, interview if you're looking to get into YouTube or anything similar to that, or if you just like music. Um, it's, it's, it's a good little chat. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for still uh, listening, even uh, with our inconsistency. Uh, like Bigelow said, we're gonna try to improve. So thanks again. Uh, signing off. I call upon all nations to do everything they can to stop these terrorist killers. Thank, Thank you. you. Now watch this drive. Fuck no, baby. No. Nothing about this is fantastic. All because of that inbred MC Woody Harrelson. I hope so. Okay. <laughs> I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologize. What? To absolutely nobody. <laughs> <laughs>